and that's where you're at, Nathan. Hey, yeah. I love it. Don't so, I don't know. Are we, we, are we against songs, karaoke here? Come on, what? What's going on? No, Come I on. just suck it. No, this is. <laughs> oh, I. Time... Is also, this is also his dig at me for um a quote unquote causing a uh, karaoke party in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I no, still insist yeah, to this day it's not my fault. Uh, yeah, it happened at uh, Anime Kanji. What, 2013? Uh, 2013 or 2012? I can't remember which. Um, no, it was 2013. Oh, sure. And we were all drinking in the spa and. Some reason Nathan started singing "I'm gonna make a man out of you," and oh, by the end of it, we had this. We had this. Business. That is what happened. I, I didn't start. I heard someone do it, and I joined in, and that's what you heard. But pretty much by the happened. end of it, we had like the entire uh, we had the entire resort area involved. Ah. Welcome to the Gamer News Radio Podcast. Uh, my list of anime is uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Avatar: The Last Airbender. Before anything else, and then I'll like take on additional shows per- by recommendation. You're gonna hate me then. Did you get to the episode with the the little girl and her dog? No. Let's yeah, you, not talk about. Yeah, that. you're gonna hate me when you is see that. Is it anything episode? like Fry's Dog from Futurama? Because I saw no, that episode. No, it's worse. Believe it or not, it's worse. It's how is it worse? <laughs> You'll find is- out. Oh God! Keep watching yeah. the show, and then go to my page and look for my cosplay, and then then you'll hate me for the rest of your you life. Cosplay as it was it like was that like a dick move? Was that like yeah. a bad thing to do? I think that's the definition of a dick move. Yes, <laughs> but I also started a trend in it too. It's true. He totally did. Welcome to Gamer News Radio. We have our semi-permanent co-host Nathan. Hey, how you doing? And you can call me freelancer if you want. Or that too, freelancer. And today we have a very, very special co-host. Uh, we have Eric Skoll from MuggleCast. Hey, everybody. And uh, before we continue, I have to say, it's actually because of MuggleCast I got into podcasting. Because I started listening to you guys pretty much in 2005 when you guys started up. Oh, wow. So, and I and I stuck with the podcast the entire way through until you guys ended it in, what, 2012 you guys did a <laughs> kind of ended it? For about a month. <laughs> <Do you recall? laughs> and then I know you guys had little mini episodes after that too. Well, yeah, it was it was ridiculous because they we were like, well, Harry Potter's dried up, uh, nothing to talk about, and then they announced a, a Broadway show or a West End show and a new five film series like a month after we ended. It was the biggest, greatest troll moment <laughs> ever. It, it was troll because I think I went for like what four years. Without listening, guys, until I started working at Walmart, and then I updated all my podcasts because I hadn't done that in a while on my phone, and you guys popped up. Yeah, people were really surprised that, like, we get that email all the time. You guys are still going, and it it's hilarious because I think, like, when we said goodbye, like, people just left. They were like, <laughs> well, time to grow up. <laughs> so you you mean to say that nobody actually stayed around for the after party? I I guess that's I guess that's what I'm saying. You've got some really responsible uh, followers then. Uh, yeah, they're all DDs, um, meaning designated <laughs> drivers. It took me about a year and a half to get all caught up. I'm yeah, I have, almost I have caught up right now. 
Oh yeah, but, no, 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 no worries there. Uh, I I enjoy it. It's it's great. It um started it when I was a lot younger. Uh, <laughs> obviously in 2005, and uh, it it I, it has a special place in my heart. The one uh, tattoo that I have on my person is of the podcast. Uh, so I love it. Um, it's given, it's afforded a lot of opportunities and it really got in there when, uh, podcasts were first starting out. And so we kind of share, um, like the community of like really old school podcast listeners sometimes, which is great. I always love hearing from people who listen since the beginning, like yourself, Mr. True. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think I, yeah, we, I started in 2000, yeah, 2010 is when I got my start in podcasting. So five years after you guys. Yeah, we get people who said, like, they tell us, like, oh, yeah, I used to listen to your show. I would uh, get it off of iTunes and burn it onto CD-ROM and play on my Walkman uh, on the way to and from school. And I was like, wow, that is old tech. <laughs> that is dedication. And dedication, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's... I, I think I was the lucky one because I had the, what, the I started out with that 20 gigabyte iPod. Oh, man. That is pretty lucky. Yeah. And then I, I went to the 80 gig, but then we realized that 80 gigs was not enough for my, my library on my laptop at that time, too. <laughs> That's impressive. I see, my first was the fifth generation iPad with the scroll wheel still. Uh, I think it was 30 gigabytes, and I got that fairly late in the game, mostly because MuggleCast was a thing, and I had to like figure out how to download it and all that. So it was nuts. But yep. nowadays, I love it. You can tune into podcasts anywhere. Uh, apps are built into your Android and Apple devices. Uh, YouTube is a thing. It's all just wonderful wide world. And I think I think there was a, I think there was a group of people that thought podcasting you know, like oh that's not going to last that long. I want to say it almost didn't. I mean podcasts are seeing that resurgence after um, Serial like came out a couple years ago, and I think that really reestablished, uh, reinvigorated the vibe. Kind of gave a, a um, what's the like a CPR to all podcasts. Uh, re uh, resuscitated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and plus, I, I mean, now they're being featured on. Uh, I know you guys are on Pandora. Pandora's doing it. Spotify is doing podcasts. Spotify is investing a lot of money in uh, promoting sort of podcasts that are on Spotify. Um, there's just like it's 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 a big party. Um, yeah, there's there's never been more podcasts than there are now. Hey, you know what that means, right, Drew? What? Time to get to work. I know, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> time to record more episodes. <laughs> I'm still editing the other ones. Okay, that so sounds oh, yeah. about right. <laughs> so today we're talking about the the PS5. Um, a few, couple of weeks ago, was it a couple of weeks ago that we had that big announcement? Uh, oh my gosh, time has been kind of compressed into this big nebulous bubble, so I don't know exactly how much time went by. Um, but I yeah, think I think it was two weeks ago. I mean, it I think was two out weeks of ago. yeah, because out of everything, all the shit that's been going on in the world, that's like that was the one shining bright moment in it. Yeah, actually, tomorrow it'll be two weeks. Yeah, and so yeah, Sony did this big old presentation online because since there is no E3 this year, unfortunately. Oh, thanks, beer bug. I know. <laughs> so now we're doing all of the. Uh, I think. All the video game companies are having their own little E3, and Sony had their big announcement, which was a PlayStation 5. Yeah, I feel or, like this was a long time coming, too. Like, Sony was always going to do their own thing. This was actually announced, I think, at least a couple, at least last year, maybe two years ago. But yeah, we all well, knew Sony that this didn't was even going show to up thing. to uh, E3 last year, and they still beat Xbox's butt. Oh, yeah, because Xbox had nothing to show. Did you see the footage from last year? 
Eric? Oh, no, I didn't. I, I usually follow all the news sites, though, to get the updates. Um, and I remember, uh, let's see, so E3, the last time I really paid attention to E3 was when they announced the uh, Crash Bandicoot remakes, um, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, but uh, but other than that, no. He's not a fan of Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot's like, he's the Mario of uh, PlayStation. You know, I met a guy yesterday who got into, or I didn't meet him, I didn't meet him but my good buddy Chad said that uh, he got into Crash Bandicoot through Crash Team Racing and, quote, never cared much for uh, the console games. Crash Team Racing was absolutely amazing, though. I mean, it was amazing, but come on, the original Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back. Anyway, I don't want to. You know, get off topic here, but oh, it's okay. Uh, that's what we're yeah, known for. That's, that's E3 what's just done. has had wonderful announcements, and I was sad that it didn't uh, happen this year, but it is uh, to be expected. I'm still waiting for that Dead Island three, or no, Dead Island two. I'm still waiting for that. Everybody's waiting for that one, or at least the like, ones that haven't fallen off yet. That was like one of the best trailers I've seen from E3 a couple years ago, and wait, no, four years ago. Still waiting for it. Well, if you want to talk about zombie games, I'll tell you. Last of Us. I actually just started playing the first one uh, today. I, yeah, I saw I'm, that. I'm, I'm continuing in mine, actually. I streamed that uh, last week and well, made a well, mistake. Welcome <laughs> to the party, guys. Jeez. <laughs> it's like I'm the 2013 game like of the year. Ghost Recon. It's like, well, my list of games right now, th- games I actually need to complete, is like, I think it's about a, at 100 now. Because I start playing a game, then I'm just like, I move on, and I'm just like, damn, I got to play that game. Got to complete it. Like Wolfenstein, still need to complete that one. Yeah, I think we have this shared issue of like gaming ADHD. It's like you yep. start with you start with one. At least for me, I start it like with like a chapter. I get about a chapter in, and then I'm like, huh, I wonder how this other game is. I'm gonna play that for a while, and then I set it I set it aside for like a year at least. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. It's more like actually yeah my other problems like i start playing a game like oh wait that's for cheap over on the over on the psn i go by and i start playing yeah. that, and i forget about the other one especially with this uh what uh days of play sales that's going on oh yeah that's, yeah that's really been killing my wallet i mean i know that sales over i i got like two uh, i got two games from it and i wasn't really expecting to because i'm oh, like which ones um i bought final fantasy 14 complete and death stranding Okay, those are two games I've heard are really good. Did you buy any games, Eric? For like during the sales? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I bought. <laughs> you want to see my list? Um, it's it's nuts. I bought a bunch on uh, Nintendo Switch. I bought a bunch on PlayStation. Uh, the the uh, actually the Grand Theft Auto um, OG PlayStation games were cheap, so I I bought and replayed GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Um, I bought Mortal Kombat 11, uh, like the full full game digital on on PS4, um, because that was really cheap, and a couple of other. I think there was an indie game sale on Switch that I did too. Um, in addition to, I found Breath of the Wild real cheap, uh, and oh, I nice. yeah, I found that for. Forty dollars, um, new. That's a good is, price. That's a really price. good price. I like waited to get it new for forty dollars. That was that was like what I wanted, and I had enough of another like game backup list that I was just like, okay, I'll just wait till I see it again. <laughs> and GameStop did it, uh, or the eShop did it one week, and then like three or four months later, I saw GameStop do it briefly, and I was like, gotta go, and got it. So, and yeah, usually it's about forty-five to fifty-five uh per game oh wait i just put my psn for you guys to add and then i realized i put my wrong my old psn name oh yeah i think i had that one what happened you just not use it anymore you're just like no i I did the name change 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Let me pull it up. Is that like a one-time thing they let you do? One time for free, and then I think you pay like $10 for a time you change it. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really I changed... need to do it. Because I wanted to change it to my cosplay name, which was Fluffy McNutters at the time. That's <laughs> a great name. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I play like online game, it says you got killed by Fluffy McNutters. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually had to put like a space between the two T's, I think, because for some reason PlayStation was not liking liking the name Nutters. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the only game I actually ended up buying this time on the ga- days of play sale was uh, Hitman 2. Oh, nice. Because everyone, nice. as Nathan knows, I love the Hitman series. Well, I love uh, any of those stealth games that where you where you have at where you at least have the option, or you by design have to remain in the shadows. I love that. I've loved those games ever since uh, Tenchu 2, Birth of the Stealth Assassins on PlayStation. Oh, dude, that was a good game. Oh, such a good game. Was, uh, that, the one, was that the one with the secret character where that was a doctor? A doctor? I don't know. The I secret, remember that. There was uh, the, the special character you could play as, because you were Ricky Maru or Ayame. Okay, and yep, yep. Their third the ninja one. friend, Tatsumaru. Uh, was like he was brainwashed and he was like the best ninja there was, but he was a bad guy during the game. And you play as him, and it was like all new levels with like additional cutscenes. It was cool as hell. Anyway, and that uh, was re-released onto the Xbox, wasn't it? The original. Xbox. I'm not. I, I'm honestly not sure. I really wanted a new Tenchu game recently, but I made the mistake of buying uh, Sekiro: Shadows of War, and that game is just relentlessly difficult. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I got to like level two and I was like, this is way too hard. Like I've never actually, it's been a long time since I've sold a game back or tried to. And Sekiro was first. <laughs> Sekiro broke you. That's great. It broke my will <laughs> to live, man. My will to like, cause we all remember as kids, like going to microplay or, or, or Hollywood video or blockbuster or trying to, wherever it was, we would go to sell our games, FYE or wherever it was. And, uh, you know, try and get like pennies on the dollar for, oh, yeah. for, for all of our like precious games. Like I don't have an N64 copy of Smash Brothers anymore. I don't have an N64 copy of uh, Pokemon Stadium anymore. These were some of my most cherished games from my childhood. But I needed three dollars trading credit to buy whatever freaking PS2 game I wanted um, in 2002 and now I no longer have those games that even to this day on all those retail like resale stores sell for forty or sixty dollars. Uh, so Sekiro broke me because I was like, I'm never gonna sell a game again, no matter how much I don't want to play it. I'm just not gonna sell. And then Sekiro was like, this is just so they hate me. I'm just I'm just taking it in. This game offends me. Looking at this game on the shelf offends me. I gotta take it back. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. I think there See, I think I there's only two games I regretted taking back, and that's because I just needed the money, and that was Dark Cloud One and Two. Um, I there's one game, exactly one game that I regret taking back. It's primarily because one, I needed the money, and two, I had like this weird sense of like ooh shiny. I bought a copy of Street Fighter Three Third Strike on the Dreamcast. Oh. So I had it in my position. I had it for like two or three days. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what else I can get. I like it, but let's see what else there is. Traded it back, got something else. A couple days later, most specifically after I went to school and told people what I did, I realized my mistake and went back to try to get it back, and it was gone. Man. <laughs> that game is I, worth a lot now. 
I guess I got lucky because I was able to get Dark Cloud 1 and 2 on eBay, and then I found digital copies on the PlayStation Store. So now I have my physical copies and I have my digital copies. Which go, means I don't cool. which means I don't have to go and buy a PS2 to be able to play it. Yeah, and that that's the other spectrum of things is the games you own like six of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like digitally on I mean and 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 the Skyrim last is, is quickly going up there too because I have the game of the year edition for PS3, the uh uh what is it? Uh remastered for PS4. Um and I was eyeing well, I may be getting the sequel for PS5 when it comes out. So <laughs> I just don't know what to do with myself anymore, really. That's like me and Skyrim. I've got three copies of Skyrim. Oh, man. That's like got, me and Persona. I I've bought... got the Game of the Year edition of Skyrim, game, the one my parents got me, and then the remastered. Yeah. I ended up buying the um, the first release of Persona 5. Um, I got the special edition, uh, Take Your Heart edition. And then they, re- they uh, announced persona 5 royal and of course i had to get that one too yeah both of them were special edition i do not regret any of the money i spent on either one of them because it came with so much cool stuff that's great okay let's get back to to the ps5 i mean the wi-fi yeah. router <laughs> i did hey, better the wife better the wi-fi router than that than the table leg i just call it the fridge <laughs> i don't know i don't know can the xbox series one actually be called a console now because it's literally just a computer tower it really is, and it's got the cons- it's got the specs of a gaming computer too. So, <laughs> well, I guess the in the in the in the wars of console versus PC, this can't be said enough as far as I'm concerned. But the fact that a game you buy that's new will actually play on a console, I've had so many bad experiences of trying to play a new game on a supposedly good computer, even when the specs line up, and had it like clipping, lagging not working correctly uh i just i got over pc gaming very early i think right around the time uh grand theft auto 4 came around uh and the only thing that has ever been an exception to that was like portal 2 um because i couldn't find that anywhere else um so i i got steam and got portal 2 for pc but otherwise i'm exclusively a console gamer and i do not regret not looking back now my big thing about the ps5 and with the Xbox, you said it looks like a computer tower. Why are they building consoles vertical? This is what I came on this show to ask you guys. Why are they? <laughs> why are they doing that? That looks dumb. You know, it, to be it, completely it, honest with, with you, hell if I knew. Uh, yeah, we, hell if I knew. I mean, technically, with the PS2 and the the PS4, technically yeah, the those option. were they, yeah, they were supposed to be vertical, but they look better laying down on their side. Yeah, and I think but you're with, able to actually put the PS5 on its side, but hopefully I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm actually not like, sure about that. It, if you can't, then my consoles don't fit in my my cabinets, like in my shelves on my because like you, the Nintendo Switch. In order to switch, you got to lift it up off the thing, and I just I have it in like a a, a cubby basically that's like a side bookshelf and so it has to sit on top of the cubby because otherwise i can't switch with it because it's <laughs> you know to lift it up you gotta so the ps5 is just i don't have time for this vertical console crap it's I, just I not gonna work if if i can't lay it down that ps5 is gonna go next to my actual wi-fi router <laughs> which is you know what not i'm a gonna make because then i can find a way to easier lay it hardwire into it into the uh P, into the console I was going to say, just don't confuse your Wi-Fi router for your PS5 and accidentally like unplug it, replug it one time when the internet's down just to try the thing, or you get the message that the PS4 gives you when you turn the power off and it hates you. Um, but, Even uh, when it has to uh, re... what do you uh, call it? 
reformat everything or find everything? But it has to repair the database. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it takes mine like 20 minutes because I've got yeah. the I've got the four terabyte external hard drive connected to it too. Oh, you too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was basically the reason why I was like 20 minutes late to my stream yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I really appreciate the option to turn a game console sideways, I guess. Like, I, I did that for a while with the PS2, um, but even then, like, the disc would fall out, like, if I stuck it vertical. Like, I could never... You have to be real careful when you, like, put that thing in uh, that it sticks. And then PS3 at least had, like, the um, little whir, whir, whirly gig uh, things that it would, like, suck it in. Uh, suck the disc in so you never had to worry about like a tray to set it on um and the ps4 is the same way but i've just gotten used to the horizontal console i'm from that generation and i don't want to see this vertical crap because i'm not going to get the digital only version i feel like i still want to do discs for a while and it just feels safer to me to be putting my discs in horizontal than vertical yeah i have a very um I have a very simple reason as to why I prefer um, physical copies of a game, and that's really the the only reason why is that's the you only way that look I know. Better. Well, one, they look better. You you can actually have a library on your wall. I know you other, show off to your friends. Right, but the other reason is that a physical copy of the game is the only way that I know that I actually own the game. Yeah. Yeah. There are instances of, of games being erased, people's purchases, people's downloads, and you need the internet to update or you your access could be shut off. Like if it says you need to update to use network features and you can't update or lost your access or whatever, you're going to be in a pickle. <clears throat> Xbox DMR thing. Oh, God. <clears throat> PT. And that that thing, honestly. just. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's oh, – so for me, I'm just old school. Um disc plus i want to save hard drive space look hard drive games are only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and hard drives are still not going to be where they need where they need to be you need to have external storage like i got for my ps4 now i have a two terabyte not four um but even that is slowly filling up and i i deliberately am getting new games still on disc because to save at least half the file size i mean how, yeah. how big is the save file for i think the grand theft auto 5 uh, files now almost to it's almost at 100 gigs now yeah i have that too because all the damn uh online updates and like i genuinely enjoy gta 5 online but that is a significant amount of real estate for any console and mm -hmm. i at least you could cut that by at least 30 or 40 gig if you had the the physical version yeah, that, that brings absolutely. us to our next little little topic uh mm -hmm. so one of the first announcements out of the gate was by Rockstar, and that was GTA 5 on the PlayStation 5. This is lame. Yeah, this, is, this leaves me a little miffed. Yeah, because I you... love Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption 2 is amazing. There was no mention of Red Dead Redemption 2 on PS5. Maybe it didn't do as well. Maybe it's not. I, I mean, feel like Rockstar has abandoned that game. But they. Well, let's be real. Um, Red Dead was never going to be as popular as, as GTA. I mean, that's true. It's more... The, I mean, the, the original Red Dead Redemption was more of a cult classic. Absolutely. And it went off of an even cultier classic from... Uh, what was uh, that game called? Red Dead uh, Revolver? I mean, it was good. They were both good games, but it was it never really captured the the cultural attention that GTA did. Yeah. And I, don't think it, I don't think it ever could have. 
Here's the craziest thing about the GTA 5 on PS5 announcement. GTA 5 came out at the end of 2013. That yes. game is seven years old. Where is GTA 6? Where in all of the hell is GTA 6? You know what else came out in 2013? The Last of Us. You know what they did? They spent seven years working on a sequel. It's damn near amazing. They doubled the game runtime. They doubled pretty much everything. The scope, the size, the scale, and it looks amazing. Lush environments. Why Why would they ever do Grand Theft Auto 5 and not just move on to Grand Theft Auto 6? Start teasing it. I mean, Rockstar, there's got to be one in development. Why keep repackaging this old, this seven years old game? Like, I'm it's, not making, sure. it's making the most money right now. Yeah, I, to be honest, to... I'm not sure. I'm not sure where. Um, where this mentality comes from, but I can tell you where GTA 6 actually is. <gasps> Sitting okay. on the shelf right next to Elder Scroll 6. <laughs> I thought you were going to reveal the city. Um... Uh, I got it. I got excited. I was like, is it going to be Vice City again? Finally? <laughs> oh my gosh, Vi- out of the, out of the old ones, Vice City was the best. I it might have been, but to be honest with you, I'm just now sort of getting into GTA. I just bought gta 5 maybe four months ago if i remember correctly i'm gonna find played online it. and i'm going to kill you if i ever go online i'm pl- I'm still trying to play through the story <laughs> the story for gta 5 is absolutely amazing actually i enjoy it yeah i hope so it, well it's amazing it's own demented trevor way of course. oh god i mean yeah. trevor was the best character in the game <laughs> i i uh, i i don't know how i feel about that you killed him didn't you no, I didn't kill Trevor. Hey, spoilers. <laughs> oh. I'm not that far in. Yeah, the game is, to, to tell you where I am right now, the game is literally making me play as Franklin. You just like, started. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm not that wow. far in. I'm, I'm not that... <laughs> I'm honestly not that up on spoilers. It I was, doesn't matter I was gonna, What did you do, like a bunch of taxi missions or something? <laughs> <laughs> You've had the game for four months and you're, you're being forced to play as Franklin because it hasn't switched over to the three simultaneous characters yet thing? Pretty, pretty much. Oh, okay. All right, cool. I'm sorry. I got, I got Spider-Man also, and I got... Oh, man. Too. Spider-Man, what a good game. And was that, that the, was announcement. That, was that the PSN? And that, was that the free PSN one you got? Uh, For Spider-Man or GTA? Spider-Man. No, I had I just, I just had Spider-Man since launch. Oh, okay. But yeah, see, that that's one on already... Here, here, Here's a day and night uh, comparison between GTA V, that tired old dinosaur of a game at this point. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't GAF. That's okay. I can call it that. Uh, getting a re-release on PS5 when it eventually comes out this holiday season, which is still six months away, uh, versus the Amazing Spider-Man game, the fantastic, superb Spider-Man game doing Spider-Man Miles Morales for PS5. That game just came out, and it's already got a sequel in the works uh, enough for them to announce and show it. Like, that is how you video game. It's true, but... Um, I would say that the um, who who made this in, in, uh, Insomniac mm. had an advantage here um, in that they haven't really done anything since uh, Spider-Man PS4, whereas Rockstar has been working on at least trying to get their online for Red Dead Redemption to work, mm. um, but since they've also released Red Dead Redemption 2 and they've really been capitalizing on. Uh, GTA uh, GTA 5's online, as, at least as far as I can tell. They've been busy, just in ways that we don't really like. You're right, and I genuinely really enjoyed Red Dead 2. Um, it had an amazing story to it. 
Yeah, I really keep reminding myself that that was where they've been for some of these years. But GTA 5 Online, for as good as it is, it's still not an enjoyable experience for me to go and get my ass blown up by people I don't know. All the oppressors? While sitting in a gosh darn lobby digital waiting for somebody to come and help me play my heist like there is a very specific way to do these types of online you need a small group of friends that i do not have to come and play and all agree on a time even before quarantine it was hard to agree on a time maybe i have maybe i just haven't tried it since and i can't really get any progression things because it requires a group uh that i just don't roll with and and that's also because the map for gta 5 is also very small which doesn't make sense because if you've played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, yeah, they should have made it it's an like uh, it's like the map of San Andreas sunk into the ocean because there's stuff missing. <laughs> you know, hearing like, you guys like talk the Las about Vegas this is... area and the uh, San Francisco area is missing from the game. Oh yeah, San Fierro. What are you saying, uh, Vesh? Um, I was just gonna say, hearing you guys talk about the online for GTA Five and how that works, Drew, stay the hell away from me. Can't promise you anything. <laughs> I just bought a new. I just bought a new plane. I want to test it out. Uh, sure, you're gonna test it out by driving it into my face. <laughs> Not exactly. It's got a cannon on it. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. You have a plane with a cannon, man. I have not logged in in a long time. Yeah, it's the uh, the one they released that looks like the A10. Oh. <clears throat> but back to the discussion. We keep getting off topic. That's why I love this show because we get so off topic. Oh, they sure. actually, they actually had a. I'm trying to remember the games. I, I watched the thing in full, but they actually had some pretty good-looking games too. Uh, here and, are the console exclusives, including so, the one that they. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, but including the one that they talked about like two days ago, which is the Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh yeah, uh, that's now right. that that's that will that not be coming to uh, PS4? Uh, that's coming to PS4, but it will probably get ported over too. Yeah. Because um, I mean, it comes out do, a month before the PS5 comes out. Right. Yeah, what they'll probably do is release the game and then issue some sort of either upgrade system for the PS5. So say you had the PS4 version, you could just mm. freely upgrade to PS5. So I, I hear that, that that there's some sort of uh, component for that kind of system. That's, that's nice, because I, I we really are... I mean, if, if, if I can call... Uh, GTA 5 old. The PS4 is old. I mean, the PS4 came out in what, 2011, 2010? 2011. Yeah. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, so, I mean, we're talking about an almost 10-year-old console, and these games that are coming out this calendar year, next or previous calendar year, are really on the cusp. I mean, even Red Dead, the idea that they had such a huge, massive game with such a huge scale and didn't wait for PS5, that they still did it on the 4, shows not only how good the 4 is, um, but I like that they're now going, well, this game came out in the cusp, so if you get it, you're going to get a discount on the next-gen version. I, I like that a lot. So the the list of games that I'm reading here off of Polygon uh, include Gran Turismo 7, uh, which should be good for those people who like those games. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, it's called. Um, I'm Spider-Man, for that one a yeah, lot. Spider-Man Miles Morales. I never played the Ratchet and Clank. I uh, I rem- remember playing like Jack and Daxter, Banjo Kazooie, a lot of like the buddy team up. Is Ratchet it's and Clank? It's literally the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about a. If I were to describe it, it's like a, a weapons collectathon, uh, platformer game. Oh, there you go. That actually makes sense. Uh, and it's a comedy. And it's comedy. Huh. 
something called Ghostwire Tokyo. Something... Oh, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, tell me about this. Tell me about Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, it just looks really, really cool. I, I don't have a whole lot of details with regard to um, what the game's story is, its premise or anything, but man, that game just looks, that game looks sexy, man. I mean, they they are bringing back a game that's uh, an old game too, uh, Demon Souls. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that the that's a uh, what was that one that people were breaking the controllers over because they were making them so pissed off? <laughs> uh, like Dark, the Dark Souls, Souls series. Yeah. yeah, this is it's what the came first one. beforehand, and this one was harder. <laughs> uh, and 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 don't get me wrong, like I understand there is very much a market for re-releasing uh, older games in classic new editions. I mean, I my biggest, most exciting purchase this year, besides The Last of Us 2, is going to be the eventual HD Super Mario 64 um, when that comes out for Switch. I'm really looking forward to that. They're doing that, and they're doing uh, Mario Sunshine. Very nice. Yeah. That, that's that means I'll actually get to play Mario Sunshine. You know, I bought a GameCube specifically so I could play Mario Sunshine. That's funny. I bought a GameCube specifically so I could play Star Fox Assault and I never bought it. Oh, that's unfulfilled potential, man. You gotta do that. The, the thing is, I rented it and then I beat it during the rental period. Oh. So I just returned it and I'm like, eh, I'll buy it later and I never did. I, I've been there. I've done that. But you kept your GameCube? Oh absolutely. I oh. bought Twilight Princess. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I, I have to get into every Zelda game ever because uh, I could never beat like past the first dungeon on the first NES game. Uh, and then I do have the Game Boy player for GameCube so you can play Game Boy games on your TV. That was super cool. Nice. Here, the, the, here's, one, here's one of the releases that's right up your alley, Nathan. Uh, Horizon Forbidden Rest because I know you just started playing Horizon Dawn. Oh, yeah. Um hearing that announcement actually put into my head you know i should probably finish playing horizon zero dawn but yeah <laughs> it's, it, it's actually an exciting uh it's an exciting prospect because that world is super super interesting you know what else that reminds me of uh control is getting a ps5 release and uh control uh done by remedy came out i think two years ago now and I genuinely love it. I really recently just played the DLC and loved it. But that's a game that I feel even that one, like, should just have a sequel for PS5. Oh, I, like, because yeah. it's, like, enough time has passed that I'm like, don't release it on PS5. It is a tremendously great game. But a lot of it's also very, like, dark textures. And you're not going to see, like, even on the 5, I don't care if it's got... HDR, 60 FPS, I don't care. It's all black to me. Like, it's all just going to yeah. be a dark shadow. That that game is not... You're not going to get that, that game. What's the game that they previewed the PS5 with where you're flying through, like, a desert valley or um, whatever? You know, that was the... Um... I'm, that was Unreal Engine 5's... No, 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 that was Unreal Engine 5's oh. uh, tech demo. Uh, oh, okay, because okay. whatever yeah. the hell that game is, I need that. Like, inject that into my blood. But uh control for ps5 don't think so like it's 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 an amazing game if you don't already have it yes but there's just no reason like that the story potential like to cross over with alan wake and a bunch of other stuff like just do a sequel release it native on ps5 do an exclusive screw it all the xbox people just <laughs> you know <laughs> have a wonderful time with it i i have i have a bone to pick with uh xbox ever since um 
Microsoft helped foot the bill for Rise of the Tomb Raider, was it? And uh, so oh, they got yeah. they got it as an exclusive for a whole year uh, over PlayStation. Um, I actually watched a Let's Play because I couldn't handle the weight. Uh, <laughs> it was a good Let's Play, and it's a great game. I, I love it to this day. Who did um, the uh, Let's Play? Um, I, I could. It's probably in my YouTube history. I'll look it up. Yeah, let's say um, some of the best Let's Plays I've seen was from uh, Ego Raptor. No, uh, Game Grumps. Oh, Game Grumps. Yeah. yeah. They, they're they're fun, man. They they really are. I, I think I've I've one of my one of my favorite Let's Play episodes they've ever done was the one was the episode for Battle Kid. Like not the whole thing, but the last one they did. Have you seen the one that did that they did for uh, what was it? Uh, Extreme Beach Volleyball, the Dead or Alive ones. You know I haven't, and that's oh, probably gotcha, because I actually out. played the freaking thing. There were there was one game on the list that really confused the hell out of me. I did not know what was going on, even in the pre during the preview. That was Goodbye Volcano High. You know that's that that one did confuse me a little. And honestly, it, if I were to be completely honest with you, it sounds very much like a um like one of those one of the Telltale games. I know, or like one of those uh, dating sims. Yeah, and of course it has. There's there's a place for it, but yeah. as far as like personal interests, it's a little low on my list. But I will admit, I will admit that the uh, the environment that they that they release, that's not not release, the environment that the game takes place in, as well as its art style, it's it's interesting to look it at. Is. But as far as playing it, I'm not sure. I'd have yeah. to actually, I'd have to wait till it really till it releases and then see how it actually works. Honestly, the way I thought about it, it was like one of those H-game dating sims, but I don't know anything about those. I'd have to ask Preach about stuff like that. He knows all about that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's kind of an expert, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Actually, if I were to play any sort of um, any sort of dating sim, it'd probably be Doki Doki Literature Club. There's an, there's another one. There's, a, the, there's the one with the pigeons. Oh, Hotiful Boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, that one was weird. Yeah. I, I did hear amazing things about Literature Club, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I hear it's creepy as hell, and I can't wait. I'm trying. To, I'm looking at all the other games. Uh... Yeah, what else have we? What else came out? Well, well, was announced. Oh, with respect to the um, Unreal Five trailer, um, I think you'd, I think you'd enjoy Project Athia. Project Athia? Yeah, Project Athia. I just to prepare for today's uh, episode, I was actually looking through some of the trailers, or at least a few of them. And that one, it's this one where you, um, you've got some platforming involved, but you're fighting with nature magic, apparently. Mm. Um, it looks very close, at least in concept, to uh, what was in the Unreal 5 trailer, or at least to me, but in like a, a forest environment rather than a desert. Oh, I see. I think the other one that looked really good was uh, Oddworld. It's nice to see oh, Oddworld coming back. Yeah, dude. When I saw that and freaking, um, what was it? destruction all-stars yeah Dude, I, I lost my freaking mind i'm like are you kidding me you're actually bringing back those two franchises okay i don't remember the destruction all uh destruction all-stars franchise i don't think i ever played that one um they haven't had they haven't released a game this is of course assuming that they're actually doing this but they haven't released a game since the ps1 um and back then it was wow uh, it was destruction derby oh wait Oh, I actually, yeah. I think okay. Okay, I remember that one. But dude, watching the Oddworld tra- trailer brought me back to to the PlayStation One era, playing the uh, the original both on the demo disc and actually buying the the actual game. Oh yeah, like so, honestly, when I was um when I saw it, I'm like, they haven't 
released odd world content since i think xbox the original, the original xbox. xbox yeah original xbox uh what was it um it was the one with the bounty hunter yeah so after i saw those two trailers i was like totally expecting like you know uh legacy of kane and soul weaver hey there's still room i think did you did you hear about the game that that they almost made? I think was for the I, I forget if it was the PS3 or the PS4, uh, but ended up getting canceled. Um, it was like the last game in the series. It was or, or something. I don't know. It was like, um, it was like a um, it was this weird spinoff, but it was a really cool concept. Where, oh my gosh, I remember it being really cool. Basically, did you guys know that YouTube? uh has a history feature where i'm literally four years back right now looking at every video i watched by date that i watched it on uh i'm back in march 2016 looking for this damn let's play of tomb raider i'm really into like who the hell did i watch play tomb raider on xbox but i need to know so i'm working on that but uh there was somebody called the rad brad who i watched the shadow of the tomb raider let's play but i had that game from day one because that was not an xbox exclusive so i'm trying to figure out where my shadow of the tomb raider let's play came from per your question well considering that you can go that far back um that's that's a little dangerous this is i list i watched pepsi can didgeridoo on (laughs) april 3rd 2015 the same day i watched the lady gaga Bad Romance Didgeridoo cover video from Ted Willingham on <laughs> April 3rd, 2015. I don't actually, like, I don't know. I must have been on Didgeridoo kick. Like, what What the hell? Like, this that is... sounds amazing. This is unreal, you guys. This is just not, like, the YouTube history thing is freaking me the hell out. The fact that it would track your information that far back? Ooh, boy. <sighs> it's entirely dependent the- on what you actually watch on YouTube at the time. It could be weird. Yeah, especially if you were had a habit of going to the weird side of YouTube. Oh, this reminds me of the time I accidentally did that deep dive into like YouTube videos regarding the dark web. That it's about fun. as weird as you'd remember. Or it's about as weird as you'd think. Huh. Well, that's the weird side of YouTube also, you know, showed me the uh the pimple popping videos. Oh my gosh, dude, don't don't <laughs> don't oh man. I can I can almost see it. Ugh I'll be sending oh. those. I'll, I'll be texting those to you all night tonight, Nathan. Oh, oh wait. I'm turning my phone off. Okay, I found the end of it. It was August 28th, 2014. That's as far back as YouTube history goes. So that's almost six whole years. <laughs> or is it seven years? Because it's 14 into 15, 15 into 16. 19. No, it's about six years. It's six years. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna search. What is it? Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. No, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Wait, which was the second one? It was the Rise of the Tomb Raider. The second one was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yes. Okay, Gosu Noob. G-O-S-O-N-O-O-B told me. And then 360 Game TV? Maybe this wasn't even... Did Geothermal Valley? Okay, I don't... I have to look a little closer. That may have been the people who whose thing I, I watched. I don't know. So... Okay, so where were we on the uh, on the PS5? Uh, we, we talked were, about we we're just talking about we, the games. We just talked about uh, Destruction All Stars. Oh, <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. It was Tetra Ninja: Rise of the Tomb Raider. The literally a 23 part, although that probably means nothing nowadays because it's really just about how you slice it, right? But the 23 part Rise of the Tomb Raider. 
2015 into 2016, I watched that. So good. Thank you, Tetra Ninja. Let's see what he's doing right now. See what videos he's got. Uh, Actually, I oh, think maybe I think maybe the uh, one about the desert you're thinking about. Maybe that was Jet the Far Shore. That one, the one where they take off from space. I'm confused. Yeah, I'm definitely interested because it it showed your character like literally flying through the air, and it looked a lot like the temple from the end of uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, rendered in like complete HD. Um, Looks that looked a lot like that temple, which is a real uh, place. Very uh, cool. Yeah, that was just that was nuts. But yeah, so PS5 like spec wise, I think we all did. We all state that we're not going to get like the digital only version because I'm still holding on to hope for backwards compatibility. Because I wonder if because if you get the all digital version, backwards compatibility is going to look a little bit different than if you have a disk drive, right? Honestly, it could work either way. At least. Potentially, I'm thinking that you're, you'll be able to download a certain a certain amount of your games, or at least connect your uh, PlayStation account to your PS5 and be able to play your uh, PS4 games off of that if you're playing from digital. I can see that happening pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, that that makes the most sense. The other thing is like. Do you send in a proof of purchase, like off a cereal box of like, I bought this game 10 years ago for PS3, give it to me on PS5 digital. Can you do that? Is that realistic? Or is it more like a lot of PS3 titles will just be priced at a low rate that if people really want to play them, they'll just buy them? Well, I do remember that they uh, did something similar for the PS3 to PS4 conversion, uh, where if you had the... um, if you bought the PS3 version within a certain amount of time, you can upgrade to the PS4 version, I think, for, like, a limited cost. Yeah, they did that with GTA. Yeah, and they did that with Assassin's Creed as, uh, as well. Assassin's Creed uh, 4, specifically. Uh, which one? The fourth one, Black Flag. Really? I wish I had yeah, known they did. that. I found that out really late. I st- <laughs> Fun fact, another game I still need to beat. Yeah, I need to beat Me too, but my can't find my PS3. So I have all these PS3 games that are just sitting on my uh, shelf, looking That's pretty. That's so fun. Oh, no, it, they're there for looks. <laughs> because I have the entire, because I have, what, pretty much the almost the entire Assassin's Creed series in order. Nice. Very cool. I've always wanted to get into those, or at least try them. They're good. They're they time-consuming. They're very time-consuming, but they, just the, don't the quality get, uh, of the story varies, I think. Uh, are they like? Is it kind of like a comedy? Um, no, it's it's, it's like a medieval. Series. It's kind of like medieval hitman. Because like, why did I, I? I tried to think then. Maybe it wasn't Assassin's Creed. I saw a trailer for a game that I thought was Assassin's Creed. That where there was like this vortex in the sky that was sucking people up, and it was like it's now time to defend the planet against. And I was like, whoa, like, what the hell is this? But it was kind of tongue-in-cheek a little bit, and I could swear that that was Assassin's I don't know what else it would be, because it, otherwise it looks like a Call of Duty-type game. Um, I'm not saying it's first-person shooter. I don't actually think it is. It might be third-person. But Are, wait, I are you thinking uh, Far... Uh, not Far Cry. Um, 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 uh, Just Cause? Maybe? I'll look it up. Because Just Cause, the fourth one, had a vortex. Well, that also sounds a lot like Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no one talks about that. <laughs> that didn't Can't happen. Can't wait for the Metal Gear Survive uh, episode of this podcast. <laughs> we'll have you on for that. We'll oh, do a play. Be- we'll do a playthrough. <laughs> yeah, spoiler for my um, I guess interest in Metal Gear Survive. 
I signed on for the beta and got bored with the UI as soon as the game loaded. Oh. <laughs> I got bored. Of the tra- I, I watched the trailer and I was like, I was like, this is not a Metal Gear game at all. Do you guys nope. remember demo discs? Yeah, oh, of course like, I remember demo, demo discs. Uh, awesome. like, well, specifically, okay, Jam Pack uh, demo Dude, discs. I've, I've got one on my shelf right now. Nice. Now, I don't think I still have any of mine, uh, but I had probably two or three because they were real cheap. You get them for like three or four bucks, and they had like 20, they had 12 to 15 games that were advertised, and then many of them had like one or two extra demos that was like secret that you could find on the jam pack. But if you're talking about you're, you're talking about the UI really reminded me that all of those games, like the entire engine for each of those games, because you played at least like a level or half a level or most of a level, all mm-hmm. that fit onto one PS one disc. It was like unbelievable. Like they actually had snippets of each of those games on one disc I yeah especially the yeah. first level metal gear solid too oh right yeah and then with uh the playstation 2 when uh what was uh not small gears run zone of vendors came out you had pretty much the first part of uh yeah metal gear the, solid 2 on there and yeah then, the, the entire first stage of metal gear solid 2 on the demo disc that they released with zone of the enders one cool and i didn't and didn't uh metal gear solid 2 do the same thing too with zone metal of Avengers. Hang on, hang on. Um, <clears throat> we're talking. I think we're talking about the same game here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Metal Gear Solid Two uh, was released. Sorry, a demo of Metal Gear Solid Two was released with Zone of the Enders One, but I don't remember if Zone of the Enders Two came with anything. I'm pretty sure. It no, came no. Stand-alone. I'm talking about Metal Gear Solid Two. Didn't they have a demo for Zone of Enders? Oh no, no, they didn't. I totally thought they did. I guess I was wrong. Nah, it was the reverse. I remember because. Um, you know what? I remember because um, which game was it? Zone of the Enders HD Collection came with a demo of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I have not played that one. Is that one good? It's fine. It's fine. Don't don't expect like top tier Metal Gear Solid storytelling, but it's fun. Yeah, as long as it tells Raiden's story, I'm good. It's uh. Mm. Is in that game is Raiden still whiny little bitch? No, he's a uh, he's actually a little comical. Okay, that's better than him being a whiny little bitch like he was in Metal Gear 2. Hey, shut up. He was! I like Raiden. He's not as cool I as mean, Snake. I mean, it's fair, he was a little bit... No, of course he's not gonna... No one's gonna be as cool as Snake. You gotta go okay. into the game knowing that. <laughs> Nobody's okay. as cool as Solid Snake is. Ra- Raiden was pretty much the Sasuke of the Metal Gear series. I not want to be. I want to be. I want to be contrarian and pick a fight and say Doom Guy would kick all of their asses. Well, yeah, because he's Doom Guy. <laughs> Doom Guy goes like Doom Guy in his first outing is on a collision course with Hell itself. He marches yeah. straight into the thing, nuking nuking demons all the way through. You're right. You're right. It's an unfair. Solid Snake and Raiden. That you can't you can't stand up to that kind of firepower, man. Okay. All right. Just said I just had to be that guy. Forgive me. I was. <laughs> no, I did fair. actually look up. Uh, I looked at the price point of the PS5, which is not yet announced. And what do you guys? Okay. So for reference, Polygon says that the PS3 launched at 4.99. I don't remember it being that insanely expensive. Uh, that was for the 20 gig model when PS3 first came out. It was 4.99 and 5.99 for the 60 gig model. 
that was in 2006. Yeah, correct so far. <laughs> okay, so... That makes me laugh because but, it's 60 uh, gigs. But I know, right? <laughs> 60 whole gigs. You could probably... The biggest iPhone you could get was 128 at the time. Yep. Um, so... <laughs> That Meanwhile, was less gigs than my first laptop. My first oh, laptop had 120. Jeez. Uh, so Polygon says the PlayStation 4 launched at 399. That I remember. So that yes. Wow. Yeah. So the PS4, which is like 10 times the gaming system the PS3 is, but of course accounting for time and technology, launched 200 cheaper than the most expensive launch version of PS3. That's pretty cool. So 399. Sure. There's no way in hell. PS5 is launching at 3.99 and I think it will no. be a stretch to suggest that PS5 would launch at 4.99. We're going to be I'm in like thinking the 550 550s, yeah. 5.99. It doesn't matter to me because I'll be spending 1000 anyway cuz I have to buy two. You buy you two. No, my my assumption I, I have to buy one for me and one for the kids. Is this just so they're no, not on their shit all the time? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh my and assumption so they don't play it in my room. Also fair. My assumption is that it's probably going to be um it might actually be 499 the physical copy uh, the physical release of the ps the one with the disc drive is going to be is going to probably be 499 maybe 550 but they usually like to they usually like to keep the nine at the end of the total so it's probably going to be like 499 or like 549 or something something stupid like that and then the digital-only console probably released about $100 below that. Okay, that's what I'm thinking as well. I think at, at the very least that the Optical Drive 1 will be more expensive because it's more components. They haven't yet said that I'm aware what the all-digital PS5, like what, what you're making up for. Like what are they going to do with all that space that they no longer have a console? Do they have like, I don't know, more room for uh, just more memory or like what, you know, what's going on? I doubt it. I'm just wondering if there's going to be more than just one color because as much as I like the PS5, that black and white color is kind of annoying. I Honestly, wonder if I think it's interesting. Uh, yeah. No, it is interesting. It reminds me of Portal. It reminds me of Eve from Wally. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a lot like Eve from Wally, actually. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anything white usually gets like dirty in a month and just so dusty that you can't like stand looking yeah, at it. It's um, true. Um, looking actually at the uh, the models of the PS5 side by side, um, it actually looks like the uh, digital only edition is missing some space from the um, from where the the disc is. In the, oh wait, never mind. I just answered my own question. Oh what? They're going to be released in two different colors. Okay, so it looks like uh, they're going to be releasing one in matte black as oh. well as having a classic PlayStation gray. Ooh, like the right. space gray kind of thing. That's pretty I cool. I might. I think I usually go with the black consoles. I think I'll go with the. If they have that PlayStation Classic Five, I mean Classic Gray, I'm definitely gonna go with that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely the way to go. I think, um, Bash, to your point, the uh, the one without the optical drive, you says thinner. They might as well just brand that one the PS5 Slim. That's probably what they're. You know, they're probably avoiding doing that just so there's no uh, confusion as to what's actually in it. Uh, and what do you guys think about that controller design? I think it's cool looking. I like it. It looks like a darn boomerang. <laughs> hey, at least, I mean, at least we don't have to relearn any buttons. Did you? Okay, have you guys seen that uh that Play School video game controller? No. no. 
the one that Play School released kind of looks like a ah oh, dang it I can't just look up a Play State uh, Play School uh, video game controller for infants. Actually, I found someone who actually took a Photoshop of the uh, PlayStation Five controller and put that skin on it. This thing looks like a boppet, dude. Oh my gosh, I, it does look like a, it looks like a boppet. It totally does. <laughs> I'm getting that skin. I'm getting that skin for, it, for mine. Okay, you know what the PS5 controller actually looks like? And PS4 a, controller. It looks like a white armored PS4 controller. Just <laughs> you know, I think you said it best. Yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> what it. I mean, it, it it honestly looks like the fem version. Like if PS4 controller is like the mask version, then then PS5 is just the lady version. It's a little, a little slimmer around the edges. Yeah, kind of sexy. Yeah, kind of sexy. Yeah, I think and, it is good. You know, I mean, let's all just admit that we're attracted to a console controller and move on. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> to a de- to a level to a degree there's yeah, absolutely man. nothing wrong with ha- with sensing some sort of attraction to an inanimate object yeah i mean you got to use your hands you're 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 with it for a long time it's got to be comfortable it's got to fit comfortably um my big question that came out of sort of the last couple minutes was what was the biggest is because drew you said like we don't have to learn any new buttons sure mm-hmm. Um, but what was the most drastic change between console versions of controller upgrades? Because, like, the N64, for instance, oh, was... God. that that so, controller that, was just... That was just the most insane controller ever devised. <laughs> but it worked. Like, I will be damned if it didn't make perfect sense once you learned it, and all the games for that console worked incredibly well with it. But then when you get to GameCube... Uh, GameCube is much more commonly, like, much more standard to... It's more simplistic. Uh, simplistic. Yeah. But then the Wii, again, is completely different. Yeah, well, like, that took... Yeah, that took used to learn used to, like... So, like, the Switch... The Switch is in the same line now of kind of the other... If you put it in the classic configuration, yeah. it's a lot closer to the other game consoles that you have right now. Uh, GameCube was that way, but really like the outliers in terms of literally having to learn buttons that were called something different, like mm-hmm. on N64 was the C buttons. Like what the hell was that? It's the yeah. yellow, but like no other controller before or since has C buttons. Uh, I still can't. I still didn't know what those ones were for. Well, for uh, Mario, it's like the Lakuto guy just like turns around when you do it. So, oh, besides uh, that, the, I mean, but has its application to the C button structure. Yeah. Yeah. It's um I think on Turok it was a very useful I think although I think it was still change your angle or no Turok ran with the C buttons I think I, I, I mean, think well, the joy- if you think about it, the PlayStation has C buttons too it's the directional pad yeah that's true because yeah. I mean they're no longer really used to like move characters around they're usually mainly used for like menu selection or inventory selections yeah you're right the D pad is to- yeah you're right they've they've just put it on the left instead of the right um actually yeah, but, like, Eric to to your uh, to your point with regard to um, I guess evolving controller formatting, I feel like Nintendo's had that like this like really weird experimental phase since um, I want to say the Super Nintendo. Yeah. It's like right after the Super Nintendo, you got the N64 uh, controller, which was all kinds of strange, and then you've got like then they're like, okay, this is weird, it's cool. But I admit, I admit it, it's a little it's a little wonky. Let's see if they like this. And then, then we have the GameCube controller, which is also all kinds of wonky. 
Yeah. Makes a little bit more sense, but still kind of wonky. Uh-huh. So like, okay, cool. We get it. Awesome. Enjoy. By the way, here's the Wii. Completely <laughs> different. Here's a TV remote. And, <laughs> and we, we know people are familiar with TV remotes since uh, the advent of the TV remote. Uh, so here you go. Oh, but also if you're yearning for a joystick, here's a uh, something we'll call a nunchuck that you can hook to it on some games. And please I, don't use it as a nunchuck. <laughs> I think there's one controller that you guys forgot to mention, though. Oh, God. And that was the Dreamcast controller. Um, I'm Actually, that wasn't that bad. I'm remembering a giant triangle. I'm looking at mine. Oh, is it? <laughs> you still have yours, dude? Is it triangular? Of course I still have mine. Is it it like... is triangular. It's like, okay. it's like, it's like, it's like, um, roundish triangular. It's definitely got, like, <laughs> it's kind of like the, the prede- um, it's a predecessor to the Xbox controller. Sort of. If you think about it, think about it this way. Think of the original Star Trek logo. Okay. Yeah. Kind of close. All right. Yeah, that's how... And, like, when it sits, when it's at rest, it looks like it's, like, perking up, like, always at attention. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think the uh, most unique thing about the Dreamcast controller is it doesn't even have anything to do with its, uh, its, for, its, um, its formatting. Um, its form factor, rather. It's the implementation of the VMU. Uh, say again. It's the implementation of the VMU, the memory card they used. Oh, does it, so? What's what's the deal with that? Does it like hook up? It's got a the... screen on it. Oh, really? It's literally got a yeah. It's literally got a screen on it, and it's pre- the premise is that you could you save your games to it. It's your it's the memory card of the system. You save your games to it, and when you're on the go, you, assuming of course that that developers have implemented this option, you could take it on the go and play little mini games that'll actually help you out with some of your gameplay when you come back to the when you come back to the console. Oh my god, well there's your like Nintendo Switch kind of thing, you know, like kind of. Actually I'm I'm looking at uh some other video game controllers. Uh I think was uh the Sega Jaguar controller. Oh the Atari Jaguar. Let's not talk yeah. about that POS. <laughs> well, have you ever played I'm sorry, no. Have you ever played an Atari Jaguar? Yes, I have. My neighbor I, had one. I have not. Ooh. Don't. Okay, okay. I'll take your advice. Uh, where I was going with that whole line of questioning is I don't think they're ever going to really shake up the, they, like, you can't shake up the controller too much. Nintendo has proved you can. And yes, they can. Yep. <laughs> I've, I've gotten a lot of respect in the last 60 seconds for Nintendo of, <laughs> of just continually putting balls to the wall to change everything that's allowed into things that aren't allowed. Um, good for Nintendo. But I don't. I never saw the PS5 controllers being anything different, and I'm actually stunned that they've managed to add. Uh, I think they still added like a share. The share button is no longer, or now. Oh no, now that it's still the same button. It's just a create button instead. But like, yeah, your R1, R2, X square, triangle, circle, D-pad, analog. Like, really, the big difference is just where the haptics can go. Okay, here, yeah. I found it. I found this site. It's 10 worst video game controllers. Oh, God. Well, Ooh. you're going to get, like, Game Genie, where the controller was the headset, and, like, all those, like, <laughs> obscure, like, <laughs> game consoles now. Any of those listicle sites kind of suck. Or, like, the oh Intel wireless gamepad. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, so do you guys remember that, that one Sega controller that was basically motion controls before they were ready to implement motion controls? Are you you're not talking, talking about, about a... like, the Power Glove. No, no, I'm talking no, no, like there's this, 
it was basically like a ring that you stepped into. Oh, and your yeah. inputs was were it like the, uh, oh gosh, I forgot what you're talking. Was it the VR one? Yeah, it was something like that. It wasn't VR. It was um, it was a Sega Activator. Oh, oh god. But like um, the uh, was it PlayStation Move? Was it called or Xbox? live or something it was like oh uh, okay yeah playstation no xbox live is connect. the online thing xbox xbox connect, connect. Is the co- yeah it's the xbox which connect. i still think has the best assassin's creed uh promotional video that they did as a joke <laughs> i never saw it but i am sure look that it I, up look yeah, it up I, i'm sure that i would love it because that but i mean if you look at all the innovations in gaming like sega channel we now basically have sega channel it's the nintendo eShop. It's the PSN shop. I assume Xbox has a store. I don't have an Xbox. Sorry, guys. Um, but like, oh, do I. yeah. But like the very idea that from the comfort of your own home, you're connected to a network and buying a game, just utterly revolutionary. Like, and Sega Channel was like what 1994. And oh, now we have things uh, like now we have like stuff that's better than that. We got PlayStation Now, which gives you free games. Well, you yep. got PlayStation for $10 now, a month. You've got PlayStation Now, which is basically the Netflix of video games. I know, and I and that's amazing. And I they've got I games. think it's the uh, Xbox Game Pass that does the same thing. Yes, it's Game Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Eric, does Nintendo have something like that? Um, the eShop I think has just like monthly free games, like PlayStation did. I didn't know about now, so I am a Prime member or PlayStation Plus, and I get like I just download this free games okay. when they give them. Yeah, for like ten dollars a month, if you do, if you get PlayStation Now, <laughs> totally worth it because you get an next to a library of like what five hundred something games. Oh darn! Yeah, it's a ranging, very interesting system. Yeah, ranging from the PS2 to the PS4, and all the P, most of the PS4 ones, you could just like download right to your system. Man, I gotta. I'm actually gonna maybe check that out. The um, yes, Switch has the uh, for free um the nes uh and snes gaming libraries and it's not all of them but it's a bunch and you download them for free into your console and that's actually how i uh played the original Star Fox the other day and i was so surprised by how similar to the the only Star Fox i ever really played properly was Star Fox 64 and even though it was on snes they managed to show Really, like, the layout and the design of the ships is the same, and you're it's like a flight simulator still. You're still flying and having to do a barrel roll and all that <laughs> stuff, like, all in SNES. And I was really, really blown away uh, by how cool that was. But, yeah, so, so Switch, I think, just gave that for free. And I think that the titles, um, including Mario Lost Levels, which was, like, the original two in Japan um is i think they can come and go but i I, like for now there's at least um like 50 to choose from very cool i think i might go buy a switch if they have the uh don't buy the light it doesn't actually don't buy the light i'm not talking about the light i know biggest scam ever yeah uh there's also if you're going to buy a switch i'm not sure if they're actually in the wild anymore but you have to be sure to uh, get a certain skew um because there's one there's one from the the first release of Switches, but then there's one with an upgraded battery. Yeah, uh, I've heard about that one. That's probably one of the reasons why we didn't have Switches, switches that work for like two months. <laughs> Besides the fact that everyone was buying them, too. Yeah. Yay, working at Walmart for a pandemic. You get to see what's popular and what's not. Yep. 
like we we had a full we 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 our entire stock of Plantronics earphones sold out, but we had a lot of Turtle Peaches left. Oh, <laughs> so Plantronics, by that logic, is the better headset. Uh, th- no, they are the the Rig series. That's actually what I'm wearing right now. Oh, nice. It feels like you're wearing Nerf material on your ear. Your ear doesn't get sweaty and sweaty at all. Oh, that's cool. I don't have that with the ones that came with my uh with my studio. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is Gamer News Radio. Thank you for Eric. Thank you, Eric, for joining us. We hope to have you on for another episode soon when we talk about the Harry Potter, the history of Harry Potter gaming. Oh, that'd be cool. This, uh, this was a which is a very, things. very convoluted history of gaming because there's only like two good games, three, <laughs> which was Lego Harry Potter Part One, Lego Harry Potter Part Two, and uh, the Quidditch game. Yeah, Quidditch World Cup. Yep, absolutely. Yes. Hey, but hey, if you're doing. If you're doing history, you got to do all of it. We are going to do all of it. Good show. <laughs> anyway, and, and once again with Nation. 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 With Nation? <laughs> Is that my new name? <laughs> <laughs> once again with Nathan as well. Anyway. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure. It's, it's always a pleasure having you on too, dude. So, Eric, I hear you have a new podcast. Uh, where can we find that podcast at? And... Where else can we, you know, hear you, dude? So everyone else can find you. Uh, sure, you can find me at Twitter at Spielerman, S-P-I-E-L-E-R-M-A-N. Uh, I'm on the weekly podcast MuggleCast, which is a Harry Potter podcast. If you like Harry Potter, you should definitely be checking that out. Right now we're about to wrap up our reread of Book 5, uh, which is uh, pretty exciting because it, it completes the whole series. We did them kind of out of order. And actually, just this weekend, uh, kind of good timing, I started my own podcast uh, for the first time. It's called Thank You for Spieling. I don't know if you're sensing a, a theme here, but that's kind of the word I just leapt, leapt onto with my podcasting journey. But you can find it at TYF Spiels, S-P-I-E-L-S, on Twitter. And actually, of particular note, the first episode is two hours on The Last of Us 2. Uh, which I played all of last weekend. I actually got to talk with my buddy Chad about it. So definitely check it out uh, at Thank You for Spieling. And that's on Twitter, and you'll find my whole thing over there. So, yeah, definitely go check out Eric's new podcast and subscribe to him on Twitter. And if you are a Harry Potter fan, go subscribe to MuggleCast. You will not regret it. Anywho, this is Gamer News Radio, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.